Welcome to our show. Ryan Anderson and I will be speaking with Tim Weris of Fast Tracks. Tim, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. Glad to be on. Appreciate you taking your time to come and join Ryan and I. Most of our readers probably are aware of uh, Fast Tracks due to your ads in the Model Railroad Hobbyist uh, e-magazine. I have seen forum threads on your Fast Track turnouts. I've seen them advertised on eBay from people and so forth. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the company, how you got going and how this thing evolved? Uh, well, it started back in, I think it was 2003 or 2004, company officially. The products that we make, I actually had been making for myself to use on my own rail, my former Port Kelsey Railway, to do exactly what, what they do now, and that's to make building turnouts a lot easier. Um, I, I always built turnouts by, by scratch using the traditional method with spikes and, and track gauges, and, and I could get pretty good results, but I always found that there would be little inconsistencies in the turnouts that drove me nuts. And I always thought, you know, if there was a way that, that I could get everything held in place solid while I could build this thing, I could actually build it to very high tolerances and it should run well. So I did some tests just on actually on a piece of hardwood. The first fixtures were cut out of chunks of maple and it seemed to work pretty good. Now the, the technique was a lot different. The initial fixtures didn't use PC board ties. You actually soldered rail to the top of the rail and built the turnout that way and then spiked it in place afterwards. Uh, but the the process seemed to work well. So I expanded on that with a, uh, which would be a crude version of our point form tools, which is a, a tool used to hold rail on a very specific angle while you file your, your frog points. And uh, a friend of mine had spotted them and kind of suggested that maybe I should be selling these things. And then coincidentally, a visit from my brother shortly after, and he spotted them as well and, and seen that I was getting pretty good results with them. And uh, I had suggested to him, you know, it'd be nice if I could find a way to sell these things. Maybe I could sell a few of these tools and, and make a bit of money to help build my layout. So he suggested that he would set up a website and, and kind of set up the back end of running a business. That's kind of how it started. Okay. It wasn't it was when, when we got the uh, the site initially set up, you know, we uh, we launched it. Uh, you can actually, it's funny because I was just looking at the uh, the archived version of the website on that Wayback Machine just the other day. And, <laughs> and the original website is still there. It's quite fascinating to look at. It, it looks so crude compared to what we're doing now. But um, that site sat online for about six or eight weeks before um, we got an order. And just one night out of the blue, somebody had ordered one. And it was like pandemonium back here. <laughs> it's like, oh boy. <laughs> We sold something. Yeah. So, and at the time, I, I didn't have any equipment, any machines. Uh, I'm a tool and die, die maker by trade. So I would run back into work at night, and I was making these things kind of clandestinely at, at night on the machines. And then <laughs> I'll come back home, pack them up, and ship them out. And that went on for a couple of months before we realized, you know, we're going to have to start buying some machines because uh, people are going to get suspicious why I'm at work all the time and nothing's getting done. I wasn't on the clock, by the way. Just okay. In case former employer might be listening. <laughs> now, was it uh, when you say we? Was that you and your brother? Yeah. Well, my brother lived in Alberta, and I'm in Ontario, which is about three thousand uh, miles apart from each other. Um, so I was taking care of um, the design uh, and manufacture and shipping of the tools, and he took care of setting up and maintaining the websites and and uh, setting up the back end accounting systems and all that, all the complicated stuff. 
Okay, so you started out with what? What you now call the switch building kits? Yeah, the the original tools was uh, the basic assembly fixture uh, for building turnouts and uh, the point form tool. Initially, it was called a frog point grinding jig. Point form tool come along a little bit later, but essentially does the same thing. So those those two tools were the initial uh, items that we sold, and then we expanded from there with PC board ties. And then uh, after a while, the the sales were good enough that we bought a laser cutter and then added in the laser cut wood ties that we sell with the kits now. Okay. Now, as you evolved this, and I, as I look at your uh, website, I see switch building kits, twist tie kits, and quick stick laser ties, and then mm-hmm. twist ties. That was the other one. And when I yeah. read the verbiage, they sound very similar to me. What's, it, what's the distinction there? They are. Um, they're, they're actually two separate and distinct techniques to get okay. kind of the same results. Um, the switch building kits are uh, our assembly fixture, and that's the, the technique that uses PC board ties soldered to rail um, to build what we call a turnout skeleton. So you're going to get a basic turnout with uh, about 10 PC board ties soldered onto it, and then that is glued onto our laser cut quick sticks, which are the wood ties okay. that finishes off the turnout. That's the assembly fixture kits. Now, um, shortly after we started, maybe two, three years actually, after we started when we had our laser cutter, I developed what we call twist ties. Uh, and they are a technique very similar to the traditional method of building turnouts. So what these are, it's a, it's a fret of all the wood ties in a turnout that you glue down onto your road bed, and they're pre-drilled holes in them. So you just take rail, you set it onto the ties, and then you spike the rail in place. Okay. So what these do, it's basically a, a guide that allows you to get... Um, your ties all in the right spot and keeps the rail centered on the turnout. And anybody who's built a lot of hand laid track will know that sometimes by the time you get to a turnout, the rail has a tendency to wander to one side or the other of the turnout. It's hard to keep it centered in the ties. And this, uh, using the twist ties allows you to do that. The main reason they're, they're called twist ties is they're actually flexible. Uh, so it's, if you take like a number eight twist tie uh, on the fret, on the laser cut pieces that it's attached to when you buy it, it's a straight turnout. But if you cut it off, it actually becomes a flexible set of ties that you can glue down into a curve and okay. you can build curved turnouts that way. Uh, initially, we didn't have curved turnout fixtures and that was our solution to offering curved track or uh, that was a technique that we, we offered to build curved track. Uh, and they, they're fairly popular, so we've just left them on the side. So okay. in a nutshell, they're two distinct techniques to get the same results. Okay. Is that kind of a relationship to skill level of the customer? What do you have yeah. for uh, people like me <laughs> at the remedial level? You want a fixture. The, okay. uh, we even state that on the site, that you're going to get better results faster and easier if you're using a, a fixture. There are models out there that prefer to have all wood ties, and the twist ties give you that uh, ability because there's no PC board ties in them at all. Okay. Uh, but it takes more skill to get a good... Uh, running turnout using the twist ties. Trade-off being you can't flex, you know, you, the the twist ties, you can flex them. Uh, assembly fixture built turnouts, they're fixed. You know, if you're building a number six turnout, that's all you're going to be making with it are number six turnouts. You can't make a curved turnout with it. So you're going to get better results easier using the fixture. It's uh, it, They're almost foolproof. Okay. Well, let me ask you then, because one of the big uh, intimidating uh, factors for me is I've got to pick up a, a soldering gun and uh, make this happen, I guess. So the regular turnout kit, is there more soldering, less soldering? Uh, there's more soldering with the regular kits. That's, okay. Uh, 
but primarily how they're built is they're soldered together on PC board ties. Now, as far as, as the soldering goes, one thing that uh, we've got a very detailed video showing that process and there's lots of tips on how to do it. Uh, we also, in the kits, include some very small diameter solder and that's the trick to to really getting these soldered together quickly and easily is to use very fine solder. It's a lot easier to solder with that. And uh, it's really not as hard as uh, as people think. We've shown a lot of people how to solder over the years and uh, with a little bit of practice, anybody can do it. Um, it's a different type of soldering as well when you're soldering a turnout together in a fixture compared to electronic soldering or soldering feeders onto your, onto your rail. It's, it's uh, because it's a more mechanical, uh, more robust type of soldering. It, you can be a little bit ham-handed with it and still okay. get good results. Okay, well then I feel better about myself now. <laughs> but if you watch the videos, we, we walk you through it uh, okay. with a lot of detail on, uh, on how to solder. That's, that's the one video that gets watched more than anything else. Well, and speaking of that, Tim, you, uh, I love the new design of your website. Um, Thank you. It's beautiful. That's, uh, that has been mostly Ron's work. My brother Ron, he's, uh, he's done a lot of work on the new, on the new site that just launched um, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, I love how it's organized. You do, wow, since you guys started, you've added so much stuff. It's amazing all the products you sell. And like this Fast Tracks rail roller looks new. Uh, no, that goes back a long time. Oh, does it? That's, okay, uh, I just yeah, haven't seen one. one. Of our, uh, that was one of our earlier uh, products, and very popular one, too. Okay, but uh, you were just talking about videos, and I see right here at the top, you can go to the track template library and the document library where you have documents and videos. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find the videos that you're talking that's about? That's right. Okay. Yeah, there's a, the video library will, will take you to uh, all the videos that we produce. They're all hosted on YouTube, uh, so you can find them through YouTube as well, Fast Track site. Uh, but when we started adding videos, we did that probably about four or five years ago. We shot a video on how to use the tools and added that on the site. And I'm not exaggerating when I said when I say that it actually doubled the sales of the tools, um, adding those videos. Because as soon as well, we found the feedback we got from people, when they seen the video, the, the light bulb would go on in their heads like, oh yeah, I can, I can do this. And plus it answers a lot of the questions that most people have, uh, you know, on how to do it. So, and, it, and over the years, we've refined them quite a few times. We just relaunched them all um, in, in the last few weeks with uh, nice full screen, high def versions of all the videos. Um, of, of well of the main videos the turnout construction videos and we're adding new ones all the time um, over the course of the next year pretty much all the videos are going to be reshot in in high def which gives you a lot more detail and crispness in the video which is uh, which is nice very cool yeah definitely love watching that high def stuff you can get in there and see the details of how those tracks are hand laid i wanted to ask you about that tim not to get too far off track i remember when <laughs> no i first intended <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. used to that joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, how did it turn out? Oh, that was yeah, right. How did it turn out? And um, yeah, yeah. when I first got into this two and a half years ago, and I heard about Fast Tracks, um, I had the hardest time finding it because my natural uh, thing back then was to, well, even now, is to Google it. And I type in Fast Tracks, and I always forget that your website is handlaytrack.com. Yeah, the URL. Uh, it's actually, it's handlaytrack.com, and it's also Fast dash tracks dot net oh okay because you couldn't get um, somebody com, right? somebody uh yeah somebody else is sitting on the fast tracks dot com domain and 
to dogs. Yeah, it's a good appeal to swallow to, to, to pay him what he wants to get it. So for yeah. now, it's HandleyTrack.com. But actually, if you do a search in Google just for Handley Track, uh, we'll be the first that pop up. Okay, um, so that's the key. Remember, Handley Track. Yeah, just do a search on Handley Track. And actually, the uh, early on part of the strategy for the website design was to tweak it so people searching in Google will find it uh, within the first two or three results uh, of a search and it's still that way now okay. and that's actually one of the secrets to our success was that, that we were able to maintain high placement in search engines because we don't really do any print advertising at all um, we advertising it in MRH and a few very small exceptions but for the most part we're all online and through word of mouth and people just searching um, through Google very good so what Tell is me. a new product so I don't look like an idiot Big pardon? <laughs> well, I thought that one product, uh, the railroad oh, the, uh, was the, new. I said, was what's one of your newer well, products? The the last one, uh, the latest one that we introduced would be Bullfrogs. Okay. Um, the, the small uh, manual switch machines. We introduced those. Those were released last year in Hartford, uh, at the train show in Hartford. Right. And they've been very popular. Very popular. They, they've taken right off quite well. And what they are essentially is uh, it's just a small um, manual switch machine that you build yourself, and it's all made out of laser cut parts. So it's uh, it allows us to produce them very inexpensively. So you can buy one of these kits for six bucks. It has everything you need to build the switch machine, including the micro switch for power routing to a frog. And they're a self-locking. Uh, lever type switch machine. That's they're they're very powerful and uh, and work very well. We've we actually have tested them to over a hundred thousand cycles, and they uh, barely had any wear on them. To see on the bullfrog, does does that kit include the control rod, the uh, Z-bend control, any of those accessories? Uh, that you get in a separate kit. So the okay. bullfrog itself is the six dollars for the machine, and then you can buy the control rod kit. Uh, we have an 18-inch and a 36-inch version of the control rod kit, and it includes the Z-band and uh, the little knob on the end to uh, hook it up to the switch machine. Okay. Uh, and what's nice with those those control rods are like the air model airplane control rods. They can they can be joined together and made as long as you want. You can snake them around under your layout however you want. We sell a, quite a large collection of accessories to go with the bullfrogs, hangers, joiners, things like that. It, it's a very thorough line of parts to go with it. So hooking them up, everything you're going to need to install and use them is available. But you don't have to use any of those things. You can rig up whatever method you want to use. You can just you can use a stick. Or or a coat hanger. There's a lot of different ways of doing it. Um, but to keep it simple, we've collected everything together and we have all that available on our site. Is this another example of something you did for your own layout, your own model railroad, and then commercialized it? Yes. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> okay. that's pretty much where they come from. The, uh, the original bullfrog, uh, when I was installing all the switch machines on my central New Jersey Bronx terminal layout, there were four or five spots where the track work is so congested that the switch machines couldn't fit underneath the turnouts. So I had to mount the switch machines to the left or to the right, six, 12 inches away. And what I wanted was to replicate the lever action of a tortoise switch machine because that works quite well. So I designed a little laser cut lever that mounted underneath the turnout and then it would connect over to a tortoise switch machine with a, with a piece of control rod. That worked quite good and we got looking at it and thought, you know, if we added a, a locking mechanism on this, it would actually work as a standalone machine that you can control manually with a, with a control rod. So we 
come up with a locking mechanism and then added into it an inexpensive micro switch for power routing and we had a complete standalone switch machine that we found we could produce quite inexpensively and we thought well there's definitely a market for that people are always looking for a cheap way of uh, getting the switch machines going so we ju- it just kind of evolved that way and several different variations and prototypes later we we come up with what's available now the lever and the ball bearing for locking i think it's just totally ingenious and simple yeah it's uh, well it's a very old very old method um a uh, ball detent but it works very well, you know, just a very simple two little holes in the uh, in the lever and uh, a ball on a spring underneath. And when the hole lines up over the ball, it, the ball pops into the hole and locks it in place. So it's, it's a very solid lock. And because you're running these things manually, they're as powerful as you want them to be. You just pull harder on the on the uh, control rod. Uh, we include a piece of 37 thou diameter wire, which we found is about the perfect size of wire for operating turnouts. Okay. Uh, anything smaller than that is usually a little bit on the wimpy side and doesn't have enough torque. And anything larger than that's overkill and you can actually tear a turnout apart. So with the 37 thou wire that's in there, that wire is what provides the, the spring in the lock mechanism onto your switch. It gives you so much torque on a turnout. So even the most stubborn turnouts will, will uh, work with these things. Okay, that's cool. Now, uh, does it matter what scale? Do you have different bullfrogs no. for different scales? No, they one size fits all. Um, okay. They work anything from Z all the way up to O scale. Now, when you get to the smaller scales like Z scale and, and N scale, it's uh, that 37 thou, thou diameter wire uh, is a little big to fit through the throw bar on a small turnout. And we just produced a video a couple weeks ago showing a technique where you can fasten on a very short piece of small diameter wire onto the end of that wire you you soldered in place and that works very well and it gives you all the power of the turnout with a very small throw bar wire that goes up through the uh, through the throw bar okay but since we're talking about the bullfrog tim what about applications using the bullfrog with say one of duncan's servos or uh, some automated way of throwing it yeah well i mean that's that's uh, essentially what i used them for uh, oh, I connected okay. it up to a, uh, to a tortoise. So there's, you could take a stock bullfrog um, and just not put the spring, the lock mechanism in it, if you're going to be powering it with a, an alternative power source that, that can provide that locking. As long as uh, if you're using like a tortoise, that uh, the tortoise is more than powerful enough to unlock the ball um, oh, okay. mechanism machine. So um, that's, I mean, they, they do work quite well for that. And yeah, you could, you could certainly hook them up to, to a servo. And I don't see why not, because servos, they, uh, they, they're self-locking. So they'll, they'll, uh, they'll work quite well. Good question, Ryan. Thank you. Let me ask you a, a real question here, because like my local hobby shop doesn't carry any of the fast tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know that there's a couple of vendors on eBay mm-hmm. who sell the completed kit, uh, you know, expansive line. There's no relationship, is there, between you guys and... Uh, not really figures. other than not really other than their customers uh, okay you know, we they sell they, they buy a lot of stuff from us and uh, and that's fine you know the, we've had people approach us off and on over the years if if we have any problem with uh, with them doing that and they're more than welcome to do whatever they want with the tools it's totally up to them um, they seem to come and go on eBay some last for a long time and others they build one or two and then they realize that it's not for them to build that many turnouts um, oh okay I misunderstood the, I'm sorry they're building using your tools they're building. and then selling. Yeah, oh, if that's okay. there, I mean, any other equipment, like if you see our stuff on there, it would be used. It's not, uh, we're not selling anything through eBay 
That's okay. And, and you also touched a little bit on the hobby shops. That's one thing that we don't have um, is a, a dealer network. We're actually, we sell directly to the customers okay. um, right through site. Um, and that goes right back to the very beginning of the business. Uh, to be honest, we really had no intentions of it becoming a business like this. I mean, currently there's six, five or six people doing this full time now. We really thought it was just going to be a little hobby business. And when we priced this stuff initially, we we priced it for what we could produce it for. So to add in a, uh, a dealer network now, unfortunately, we would have to put the prices up significantly to in order to accommodate dealers. And we've we've batted around for years trying to figure out ways that we can can do it without that kind of a jolt in our pricing. And we just can't seem to find a happy medium that would work. So we've we've just stuck with what's worked for us so far, which is to sell directly to the customer. Plus, with the complexity of the tools and the mass or the vast expanse of part numbers, we have currently we have just under four thousand products in our catalog. Holy uh, you know, cow! What does a hobby, yeah, what does a hobby shop stock? You know, so there's there's a lot of stuff, I and mean, it's been quite a challenge for many years, uh, and a lot of work by a lot of people to keep it going. Um, but so far, so good. Well, and to Tim's point there, Ryan, when I looked at eBay this afternoon and looked for fast tracks and uh, the one dealer was on there, you know, for number 12s, number 10s and so forth, which, you know, you go buy a Shinohara or a, a Walther Shinohara or Pico. I mean, you're way north of uh, 30 bucks on a DCC uh, friendly turnout. And this guy, whoever it is, this guy in New Jersey is uh, selling the finished uh, fast tracks for like 30 bucks, buy it now price. Mm -hmm. And if he's doing a good job and his quality's there, I mean, that's a tremendous bargain. So I understand Tim's point that he would, the price point would all of a sudden go way north yeah. into that negative zone. And, and that's another uh, thing that we've considered on and off several times over the years is do we produce a line of track ready to run built? turnouts using our techniques and it, we, we run up against the same wall you know will the market bear what it would actually cost for us to produce these things and we don't we don't think so so you know until we can figure out a way to do it that's that's kind of been put on the shelf do people uh, ask for that tim yeah fairly often do they really get, okay because the yeah, biggest that, thing every time fast tracks comes up on the model railcast show and i talk to these guys who have purchase your product and use it, you know, like Dave Ramos, for example, he says mm -hmm. it's by far the most cost-effective way to build a lot of turnouts, not yeah. necessarily build them, but to put them on your railroad. Because if you, like Paul was just saying, 30 bucks a piece, you buy one of your uh, kit for 120 or whatever you're charging these days, you know, and you build 10, 10 or 20 of those, you get the price down under $10 a turnout. And I think that is the biggest reason why People yeah. who are already handling track go, wow, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, it is very cost-effective. And, you know, the, the big point that we've always pushed right from the beginning isn't, isn't so much how cost-effective it is. It's the results that you can get um, because it's being built in a jig. You know, the, the quality of the track work is, is pretty hard to beat. You know, even the commercial stuff, it's, it's very, a very common email we get from people saying, you know, I've gone in and, and tore out all the commercial stuff and I'm replacing it with, with your, with track that I've built in your fixtures. 
That's so cool. there's you know that's that's the big upside to it is is just the quality of the resulting track. But you're right about the price point. It is, and, and the more you build, the cheaper they get. Well, there's so many value propositions in your product, and no wonder you guys are doing so well. I mean, yeah, you, you're getting reduced reduced priced, high quality, better quality, and typically what you can buy in a store bought turnout. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's congratulations, really. <laughs> Thanks. Um, plus, the track work that's built in our our tools is fully NMR compliant as well we have warrant certificates for all the for all the tools um, so as long as your wheels are engaged it's pretty much guaranteed to work smooth and there's very few I think there's one or two now but uh, when we first started there were no commercial track there wasn't any commercial track available that was NMRA compliant well, let me Which ask is you. Hard to believe. Yeah, true. Let me ask you a personal question. Um, now that you've been doing this for so long and you've built all these products, how fast can Tim Weris build a turnout using your? <laughs> Um, I can do them. I, I'm not exactly, you know, uh, super fast at it. Probably because you're 35, 40 minutes. 35, probably because you're a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of the problem. Um, I've done them in clinics where we've only had an hour to do a clinic and I've sat down and built the whole turnout beginning to end, um, through in, in a clinic, uh, while talking. Um, so and as you can tell, I talk a lot. I can I can kind of squeeze them in in both. Oh, I minutes. wanted to hear five minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> sure. okay. You should have. That's what you guys should do: promotional contests. Who could build one the fastest, and then you yeah, grade them on speed and quality. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the, the next next thing we do at a convention. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but nothing simple like just a number six turnout, maybe a double eight, you know, <laughs> yeah. double crossover. <laughs> double crossover. Sure, <laughs> double slip switches. Well, hey, that that 35-minute thing only applies for me to a number six turnout. Anything <laughs> other than that uh, slows me right down. Get into so stuff. how many different kind of jigs do you guys have now, Tim? Oh, ooh, boy, that's, uh, I really don't know. We do, if take HO scale for an example, we have a, a fixture for every type of track work. So a turnout, a Y, slips, three ways, dual gauge, crossings, crossovers, double crossovers, straight and curved track. And then you multiply that by all the turnout numbers. And then you multiply that by all the scales. Uh, Holy it's, cow. It's so if there is, if I'm designing my railroad and I, I figure, hey, it would be great if I could put a lead off here and it happens to be on a 24-inch radius curve, I can come to your site and find a jig to, to add that yeah, in. Yeah, we'll have, we've got a very large collection, about 50 or 60 different combinations of curve turnouts, uh, fixtures. Cool. What we what I, what we find is that most people they'll they'll start off with one size and it's usually a number six or no, um, and then they may come back uh, after and and get another size maybe an eight or a five depending on what they're doing and sometimes uh, a curved turnout or a piece of special stuff um, you know like a slip switch or a Y and it, it's usually a progression like that it's not too often that they they buy everything at once because it'd be a quite a big investment but over time yeah, it's very common that we see the customers coming back quite often and getting more and more pieces because once they see how the stuff works you know it it becomes you know it's hard to buy a piece of commercial track and stick it in with all that other really nice stuff yeah that's what i've heard it's you know i always say wow even you're buying your first jig from fast tracks for some people can be quite an investment and yeah but i've heard from guys like craig and and dave they said yeah but once you do it and you sit down and watch the video and follow the instructions build it you'd be surprised at how easy it really is and you're like yeah. why didn't i do this before yeah and they, they see the value pretty quickly you know we've always had uh, a complete 
guarantee with the tools. If you don't like them, you can't make them work, whatever, give, send them back and we'll give you your money back. And over the years, we've only ever given back somebody's money maybe twice. Wow. Um, somebody that said, you know, I, I can't do it or, or I can't use it or whatever. For the most part, people buy them and they, they get good results with it. And we've always, you know, we've always told potential customers at the shows when they talk to us is just talk to somebody who's got one and find out from them what they think of it. You know, we're confident enough to say that to people and, and they usually get great feedback. So they, the products pretty much sell themselves. Well, Tim, thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your very busy 4,000 part schedule. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you. joining us this week. Well, it's been my pleasure. It's, Appreciate uh, your time, Tim. You're you're most welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay. And, uh, Ryan, if we don't talk always, to you, pleasure. If we don't talk to you, Tim, we will see you at the NMRA show in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm.